This is the Healing Our Brokenness podcast, where we dissect problems and solutions that exist among broken people living in a broken world. We also know that here at Healing Our Brokenness podcast, talking through our stories is the path that leads to walking through our healing. Today, believe it or not, we are on episode 92. Yes, that is correct. Episode 92. And we are going to listen in to part two of an interview that I did with award-winning author, international speaker, Crystal Day. Now, Crystal is just, she was just a powerhouse her take on identity and basically us knowing who we belong to, whose we belong to, and why we belong there, and how our identity in Christ helps to ground us in everything else. Today, you're going to hear her talk about passion and purpose, healed and unhealed brokenness, and how it affects our work as podcasters what brokenness means to her, why people stay in their brokenness so long, how community helps in the area of brokenness, and the advice that she would give someone dealing with the brokenness that she has been in. We're going to hear her take on what the word home means, and we're also going to be able to hear some fun things about Crystal. And just as a reminder, Crystal has a podcast out called Diary of a Jesus Girl. And her new book she has, she just released, is called Dear Insecurity. And you can find it if you look up Dear Insecurity and her name, Crystal Day, like today, except an E at the end of the word day, to purchase her new book. And so uh, without further ado, I'm going to transfer you over to this conversation between me and Crystal. in the projects in Chicago 
Yeah. So I, I totally whoa, resonate with your whoa, story. Whoa. Yeah. And then with my, um, even when I moved away from there at age eight, my grandmother still lived there and I was still over there all the time. And um, I would go over there and we made plenty of pallets on the floor. Like you said, on the ground, the concrete ground, we would make pallets on the floor and sleep there. Me and my cousins, you know, sitting and laughing and playing. So I do totally understand what you mean about, you know, starting off rough, you know, and then God coming into our stories and having people uh, to show us favor in life to be able to get us to move on to the next level that he wants us to move on to. So, yeah, his purpose and everything, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Yes, amen. Now, do you feel that um, purpose and passion is the same thing? Oh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> uh, my, my, it's funny because my I released a course called Unlock Your God-Given Gifts in January, and I spoke about the difference between your gifts, your talents, um, your passion, and your purpose. No, uh, your passion is tend to be that thing that um, it drives you. Your passion tends to be that motivator. The passion tends to be that thing that you either um, love so much that you desire to do or you hate it so much that you want to solve that problem. So, for example, I hate seeing teen girls um, not knowing who they are because I remember what it felt like as a teen not knowing who I am. Right. And because of that... I have a passionate to empower teen girls. So that's where passion comes from. Uh, purpose, I do believe that. I explain that purpose is twofold. One, because purpose is also considered unknown. So there's a, 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 a dormant purpose, which is the main thing is the Bible tells us to glorify God in everything that we do, it must bring glory to God. And then yes. there's active purpose of a specific calling that he has had. He has on our lives, right? Based on our gifts, based on our, um, based on our passion, because yeah. your, your purpose can come to life because of your passion, but they're different because there are many people that are operating in passion and they are doing great things. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, then it's not purpose because it's not yes. bringing him glory. And that's what the, the scripture says and I know that there are people out there that are talking about the universe and all of that and they seem to be channeling things I don't know I don't care right that's right. you and Jesus because the Lord um, but the truth is a purpose of something can only be revealed by the creator right yes. only the creator is able to right. tell you um, not the, the, the creation cannot tell you what the purpose is for their lives is right um yeah. so i do believe that they're totally different while your passion can help to um enhance god's purpose for your life you can operate with passion and not be operating purpose and yeah. finally i give the example of um when it comes down to purpose and calling as i said there's a there's a um dormant calling where all of us is called for one purpose to bring glory to god but then the the calling um and the specific unique purpose um is unique to us so when you think about and it can change for seasons so when you think about david at one point his purpose was to be a shepherd boy Yes, he was, and he being a shepherd boy, he learned courage. He learned to fight. He learned, um, in that time, he built a relationship with God, right? But the next time, in, in our next phase and our next time of his calling, um, he was a, a warrior, right? He was on yeah. the battlefield and he was fighting. And next time, and the next season, he was a king, right? Yeah. Um, he was a king. So he had different assignments based on, you know, his different, his gifts that the Lord has mm -hmm. given him. But one thing that kept 
constant, which is why God says David is a man after my own heart, is because in every season of this David life, God was being glorified through him as a shepherd boy, through him as a warrior that went in front of Goliath and said, who is this um, Philistine that tries to come before my God? Even when Saul was, he, he was a worshiper, you know, just playing the harp to, to let the evil spirit come off um, Saul. And even when Saul tried to kill him, he says, no, you know, you can't touch um, God's, um, you know, God's people. And yes. then even as a king, and while he has done things that are not bringing glory, he has, you know, committed adultery, um, killed whatever, all of these things. He went back to a place where he could say, you know what, God, Lord, forgive me and help me to bring glory in, in what I've been I've been doing through you. And I hope that people get, I hope that that was an example of what purpose versus passion is. Oh, yes, that was a great example. Yeah. But you're right, though, with David. That's a good one. You know, like you said, that's why he was a man out the God's own heart, just continually being able to go to God and uh, in his sin and ask forgiveness and God saying that this, you know, his heart is after me. You know, even when you think about Psalms 51, creating me a clean heart, oh God and renew a right spirit within me. And David was just like you said, he was the one that was constantly going back. So uh, the Lord blessed him in that. Now, how do you think um, our healed, both healed and unhealed brokenness affects our work as podcasters and writers? Listen, Kat, you're asking some powerful questions, though. It's <laughs> like, dog, you got your girl like, okay. <laughs> such a good question. Could you repeat? <laughs> sure. So how do you think um, our healed, both healed and unhealed brokenness affects our work as podcasters and writers? Hmm. So, you know, so I own a publishing company. Um, when the Lord told me to leave my nine to five job, he told me very clearly that I was going to help persons to publish books, right? Okay. And I'm a book coach. And what I've seen is that there are so many women that come to me that wants to write a book. And one of the things the women are, have gone through some really tough some really tough situations. So I'm just first must give you kudos for your podcast where you are giving us an opportunity to share, you know, because a lot of us as women have been through so much. And yeah. I've seen that. And I've seen that since the last four, um, five years of operating a publishing company. When women come to me, I tell people, if 10 women come to me to publish a book, six out of the 10 have been through some sexual molestation. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. Right. 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 So through things, what I found is that, and let me talk about the writing first, because that is more predominant when I, when, because of my work as a publisher, when they come to me and they're ready to, I'm helping them to write the books. Most times they, what they think that they should be writing about is not what God needs them to write about because they have not been healed from whatever it is. So I can tell you, for example, a client came to me and she said she wanted to write a book about her life story. And in write and in doing one session with her, I could I could see and sense based on the questions that she did not forgive the person that um she that has molested her. And if she went ahead and write that book, um at that time it would come from such a place of brokenness and 
will probably affect you the whole world, whole, because no matter what persons have done to you, while you're not trying to protect them, you still want to come from a place of love because that's what the Lord says. Right. You know, we have to forgive so that we can be forgiven. Right. And that takes a while. And I find that a lot of women, um, you know, whether with our baby, with our children, father, because our children, father have hurt us or whether our parents have done something, we, when we're not healed, we write from such a place of brokenness and you hear it spilling in our writing and you hear one, most times it don't have the effect because when you're reading it, you feel as a reader, you start to feel angry towards the person that um, you know, who would have done that. And if you're feeling angry against that person that you don't even know, it means that God's love is not being portrayed. And I had to, I've had to work with clients where they think that their story is about sexual molestation. And through working with them, I realized that no, the story is actually for you to realize the love of God. Yes. Or your story is for you to realize that there is purpose in your plane. Or their story, the story is that there is bless, blessings in your brokenness. So yeah. when persons come to me to write, I have to be able to help them to discern what is the lesson that God is teaching you in this message based on what you have been through. And it's very important. And I, I don't think people, especially women, understand how this is why sometimes their books are not being sold right and sometimes their friends and family buy it because they're like oh i want to support but most time they don't even read it because of the, the the brokenness that is still being spewed on the sheet regarding podcasts because i'm fairly new to be honest um I, I, I will speak generally about speaking. Mm -hmm. um, not just podcasting, but as a speaker. Again, I've been to speaking engagements where somebody's sharing their story and there's still so much hurt and hatred in their voice. And I call it, you know, they, they just, it's almost like they're just spewing, um, you know, just maliciousness in in the situation and while I do believe because when I do speak about my sister dying the tears come to my eye right probably yes. even when I think about when um, you know growing up in inner city and seeing what we have been through yeah it will bring tears and it doesn't mean yes. that I'm not healed sometimes right. it's a good but when I when I do tears do come is because I've seen the goodness of God and Amen. I think it's very important that we spend time to when I get counseling, when I get therapy, when I get coaching to, um, and spending time to process those emotions. And the biggest takeaway is to say, what is somebody to gain from this? What yeah. are they supposed to learn from this? How is God being revealed through this, right? Whether you're through your writing or you're speaking right. through your podcast, that's what the focus should be and right. not what you have been through. Right. here's the final thing there's nothing new under the sun so I know and women come to me all the time you know I have the most powerful story because they have been I don't know they have done 10 abortions 
No, believe me, if you have done 10, somebody has done 12, boo. <laughs> right? Because Isn't that true? Yeah, right? If you were abandoned at age 12, somebody has been abandoned from birth. Yes. So it means that there is nothing new under the sun. So it's not so much about what we have been through, but the lessons that we would have learned to overcome that. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, that was so good. Amen. So why do you think, uh, first of all, what does brokenness mean to you? And then the next part of it is, why do you think people stay in it for so long? Listen, I don't know. You, yes, I don't know where you get these amazing questions from. From the <laughs> Holy I know, Spirit, girl. From, I gotta from give the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yes, yeah, the Holy yeah. They, yeah, you, 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 you are asking some powerful questions, and I really do believe. Um, that you know asking the right questions can bring more revelation to somebody even than giving them an answer so i think your question is very mm -hmm. your questions are very powerful and I, even as i answer these i do pray um if you're listening to this podcast i want you to ask yourself these questions that cat is asking me right now right while i'm allowing the holy spirit to share my journey he wants you to share your journey whether through your journal or whatever so i just need it to say that to a listener that is listening um what is brokenness um the truth is uh the bible tells us that we are born in sin and shaping in iniquity so it means that once we come out of the womb there is a brokenness curse that is already on us um because of sin right because yeah. of sin and this is what the blood of jesus christ um does he is able to heal a broken hearted and bind up the wounds that's what his word in psalm says Amen. no brokenness um it's it, it's it's just the the, the root but come it, it the fruit is different from different persons right and yes. then also based on our experiences um so while we come out of the womb as a sinner our life experiences add to different levels of our brokenness whether yes. you know your mom wasn't the best mom that she could be whether you know you go through a series of cycles of relationship whether you know your choices because sometimes our choices um, add to our brokenness you know that this man is an abuser but yet still you go into a relationship with him and so there's different there are different ways that we add to the level of brokenness based on our experiences um, so that's what I think broken I think brokenness one comes from sin but it also um, is amplified through our different life experiences right whether mm -hmm. personally or something that's done to us and also let's add to the culture right think about um, the pandemic that's happening right now um, for many persons they have lost their jobs they have lost loved ones um, limitations to be able to travel to be able to go out that's some level of brokenness that is being added to somebody out here right because right. they're not able to achieve or do the things that they want um so that's where brokenness comes in but what remind me of the other part of the question sure now first one first part was what does brokenness mean and then the second part why do you think people stay in that state for so okay so here's the thing though as you said why do people stay we stay one because sometimes we use thank you holy spirit one we use our brokenness as a crutch meaning it it's to to walk away takes a level of courage that we all possess but not all of us decide to operate in yes 
So we all possess a level of courage, right? Mm -hmm. um, but most of us, we allow fear to keep us because of we want that crutch. Yeah. Another reason is that our brokenness has become an identity. I was molested. I was raped. Mm -hmm. I'm a single mom. Um, I'm an orphan. And sometimes our brokenness becomes our identity. We don't see and don't. It's almost like we are afraid to desire better. Yeah. Right. Because we don't, we don't, we are, we, it's become so much of a part of us. And that's why a lot of people stay in it. Um, three, um, let's not, let's be real. Um, this false humility that, and, and, and false affirmation that we get when we're in brokenness. When I tell somebody that I'm a ghetto girl and I'm that, 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 or I'm from the projects and I'm that, 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 it gives me a level of affirmation that, you know, we want. And that's why we stay in it. Because again, if we go past that and we go into a different space, let me give you an example. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I started to attend a church. So I'm from, so I started to attend a church. And the church that I started to attend, they is considered um, like an uptown church, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the, the persons that attend that church, they they are lawyers, doctors, you know, they have right. great career, they live on the hills, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember going to a life group one 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 day um, to a life group and in so I'm so used to because I'm from the inner city, the space that I'm in. And because of what I've accomplished, I tend to be very bright and people like, oh my God, you know, it's good to see I get a girl who accomplished so much. So I tend to always outshine when I'm in my environment. Going into this environment, there were girls that younger than I am that were doctors, they were lawyers, they had accomplished far more than I did. And I was extremely intimidated because no, I was no longer, you know, like there's nothing so special about me because mm -hmm. there are so many other persons. But here's what that did for me. One, initially I felt uncomfortable, but then I realized that one, these girls, most of them didn't care about me being, you know, me being from anywhere, whatever. They just desired to have friendship with me because of who I am, because Amen. I was caring, because I love God, because, yeah. you know, like it didn't matter to them. That was one thing that, you know, blew my mind. It didn't, it, 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 it was good that they wanted to know me. Secondly, it challenged me to believe bigger for myself. Amen. Right? Yes. And I'm saying, I'm giving this example because here's what I want somebody to know. Once you allow yourself to come out of that brokenness and do the, the hard process of coming out of that brokenness and align yourself to, to bigger, you'll realize how the trajectory of your life will change. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, you wouldn't even realize the possibility that exists just because you decided to walk away from what is comfortable. Yes. Amen. Amen. Like you said, we get so used to being comfortable. You know, even when you think about it, sometimes if you're a little bit cold in the house and you have the power to get up and adjust the thermostat, but we're so comfortable, we don't feel like moving. So we'll stay here with the blanket and keep shifting it. You know what I mean? When we can just okay. get up, 
here's the funny thing we're comfortable in the discomfort yes there you go we're comfortably discomfortable aren't we right yes and we're still cold but we don't feel like getting up because we're watching our show and this little section is kind of comfortable but you're right we're comfortably discomfortable and we'll stay in it mm-hmm Oh my goodness, that was a Holy Spirit one, girl. The Holy Spirit is definitely here today, I tell you, <laughs> right? So how do you think community helps us in our brokenness, in our areas of brokenness? Um, I do believe finding the right community is important because I'm not going to say, um, because there are, let's be real, there are places that you would go or um, community that you are involved with and you share with somebody or a church sister or whatever and then the whole church know about your problem, right? True. And then you and you lose and, and sometimes they come in the place of, oh, you know, say, perfect cat because you know she husband leave her. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Don't Christians do that all the time? Yes. And nobody it. in the prayer group knew that yeah. but it's your gossiping ways, right? Yes. So let's, let's be real that sometimes um, persons have been hurt by community. Uh, but again, it, it, you know, forgiveness is really, really important in a Christian walk. But I do believe that there, and if you pray, the mm -hmm. Lord will align. Um, you know, for, for, for David, the word said that, you know, Jonathan um, was basically his, 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 you know, it more than his best friend, but was like his his, his community that is safe place. Yeah. And sometimes we're looking for, you know, ten persons um to be in our community and sometimes it's just two. And right. the core of those two is just all you need. So I do believe that one praying about ask the Lord sending you the right community to support. But also here's the, the caveat that some persons don't like to hear. You have to be a community. You have to be available to be a community to others. True. Remember that the same struggles are same um, like this, yeah, the same struggle that you would have in finding a community. Somebody's feeling that way too. So right. you have to prove yourself to be loyal. You have to prove yourself to be, um, you know, caring and kind um, so that others can be able to share with you. And then also that's how intimacy will be, will grow with you and whatever community that you have, because they can rely on you. And then now they can say, how can I, you rely on me too? So I think yes. both, it comes in both ways. Uh, yeah. A lot of persons, yeah, a lot of, a lot of persons are looking to be poured into and don't desire to pour into others. And that's not how life works. Isn't that true? Like they say, be the friend that you want somebody to be to you. Yes. Yes. And like you said, we want people to pour into us, but we don't want to, we don't stop to think, oh, I got to give my resources out too. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah. It's a two way street. Yeah. And that's how you gain the most benefit because the people just giving it to us and just listening to our drama and brokenness and whatever is going on, you know, after a while it gets kind of played out. It's like, well, every time I'm talking to her, I don't get a chance to share my drama and get support in what I'm in. So yeah. then it discourages them from wanting to continue in, in the relationship. You know, yeah, if yeah. the whole conversation is just about your drama and it's not like a give and take type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what would be the advice you would give someone if they want to um, go into your genre of podcasting? 
Um, so I guess my genre is considered Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, let me be, pra- I'm very practical, right? So yes. if somebody's thinking about podcasting, um, one, I'm, I, I tell people that you must be willing to invest, um, investing, getting the quality, you know, a good mic, um, a good earphone, right? Cause I bought my mic and because I'm doing a lot of interviews, I don't get to use my mic unless I'm doing solo episodes, right? But, right. um, that's one. So in, be willing to invest. Um, secondly, I do believe that you should invest in getting help. Um, yes, it's good to go on the internet and piece, piece information. But if you can get help from somebody to, you know, that, that has done it, it makes the process quicker and easier. And yeah. that's what I did. I invested actually in three different podcasts, um, coaches, just because I like to learn different. I like I, when I learn from different people, then I'm able to take my ways. So I learn three different ways and then I make my way unique how I do it right yes and so that's what I don't say everybody have to get three but get help from somebody mm-hmm. um to, to 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 own your message to own you know um and, and I spoke about the quality already you know so getting a good um graphic designer to graph to design your your thing um get a good name that will apply to people that your listeners and stuff um I think they, they, I think of course, let me not, we have to pray. We talk about the Holy Spirit, but also uh, the main thing is, I think, don't think about what you want to share, but think about what your reader, what your listener want to hear. Cause there are sometimes there are things that I want to share, but then when I think about it, is that something that would benefit my listener? Because okay. you are not listening to your podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. So how would this edify? How would this inspire? Or if you are into, you know, laughing and funny and whatever, how would this entertain, right? Your audience because yeah. the, the podcast is for them. Um, so I think that that those those will be my my three advice in terms of getting started. Um. Is there anything else? Uh, yeah, I just just be a, connect to a com- community. I found you cat through a community, right? Podcasting yes, community, and I've yes. connected with other persons. Um, where once once she interviewed me, I shared it with my audience so that people can go and listen to her podcast. Like yes. sometimes we feel like. Um, oh, if I advertise somebody's podcast, then that will not let people listen my no. No. Right? no. So when you advertise hers, yes. they are listening to so I I once I'm on a podcast, I share it on my, my social media, I share it on my WhatsApp. I try most times to share it on my email list too, right? Because yes. um people don't just listen to one thing, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just hire one coach. Um, you don't just want to watch one movie, right? Um, so somebody as winning does not mean that you are losing. No. So I do believe that in the power of community. And I do too. And I also believe in uh, giving a shout out to people. This is their blog site. This is their uh, podcast. Because you know what? God is a God of abundance. Like you said, when we, when we don't want to do it, we're thinking it's a scarcity mindset. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So those cats on a thousand hills can stretch to wherever they are and he can distribute it among us. You know, mm-hmm, uplifting someone else. Uh, for God's purposes, it's not going to diminish us at all. You know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. 
And the scriptures tell us too, for those who, uh, for they who refresh others, they themselves will be refreshed. And so uh, there's just power in that, you know? Yes. There's really power in that. Uh, what is your opinion on attending podcasting webinars? You know, I've, I don't know much about podcasting webinars, to be honest. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't, I, I don't think I've, um, yeah, I, I can't say much about that topic because I've not been on much, much podcasting webinars. I've, I've listened to a few summits. Okay. Um, but again, based on my time schedule, um, yeah, based on my time schedule, I can't say I've been on a lot of podcasts, um, webinars, but I've listened to a few summits, you know, um, especially about connecting and, you know, making it show excellence. Um, and here's what I believe too. Set goals. Thank you, Holy Spirit. One of the things I wanted to share when you asked me about, um, you know, launching a podcast was yes. about the setting goals part. Um, I had a goal in one of the, the coaching that I had done, the, the instructor had spoken about getting on the like the new release like the hot new release on Amazon yes. and that was a goal for me when I launched my podcast to push myself out there and for six months I was at, I was in the top the top 10 every single week of the, wow. the, the Apple podcast new mm -hmm. release for six months right and that was because I was pushing my goal and of course trust the Holy Spirit but I was pushing so I do believe that you know if you start and you have 20 20 downloads only how can you set a goals to get 50 downloads okay. um, within a certain period of time what goals do, what goals do for us is that it pushes us past our comfort zone that's true doesn't it you understand? So yes. instead of settling for, okay, yes, I'm at a thousand downloads. Great. Celebrate. I celebrate. Like if you go on my Instagram, you see I'm celebrating my first thousand. I celebrated my first um, 5,000. Celebrated my first um, 15,000, etc. Right? But then the more I set a higher goal is the more I push myself. And the final thing I would say is that um, don't see numbers as numbers, but see it as people people so a lot of times people will say but i only have a hundred downloads have you ever spoken in front of a hundred people in our room and that's a lot of people to stand up in our room and talk to that's true right no yeah. think about it if you have gone into a room to speak and you see a hundred persons you're that's a lot of people that's so i don't believe that when you're saying send, send, you're setting these goals while 15,000 sounds like good downloads, that's 15,000 people that are being exposed to my content and um, the message of the gospel. And Amen. that is powerful. Amen. Amen. I love the way that you mentioned that too. Like you said, instead of just looking at them in, as numbers, but as people, you know, who are being reached and whose hearts are being touched, and, you know, lives are being transformed from hearing whatever it is, you know, that we're allowing the Holy Spirit to give us. And then in turn, you know, we're dissecting it and then putting it out there. Yeah, that is some good stuff. That is some good stuff. When you think of the word home, what comes to mind to you as far as its meaning? Home? Mm-hmm. Home. Um, I think that's a, a bit 
difficult uh, <laughs> for me, but uh, it's funny because my sister, my little sister, and I were having this conversation um, recently about home because I have been in the US for a few months, even though I live mm-hmm. in Jamaica, and I do enjoy in being in the US. One, my mom and my stepdad lives there, um, okay. and I just love being around my mom. Right? She's crazy, but you know, I still love being around her. Yeah. yeah. Um. But one thing I would say is that home is is where you feel the most loved and where you can be the most vulnerable yet still celebrated. So my best friend, um, we have been best friends since I was about 13 years old. So that's over 20 years. When I go to her house, I feel at home. I'm not going to lie. Her family loves me like, <laughs> like my own family. You yeah. know, um, when I talk at my own home with my daughter, with my sisters, because my sisters live with me, um, I'm at home. When I'm here in the US um, with my stepdad, I do feel at home. So I do feel like for me, um, when I think about home, it's not so much a physical location uh, where I'm at. Because growing up, like yeah, sorry. So growing up, when with my dad, my dad had four of us with my mom, and then my mom had Marianne had another daughter, right? Right. But, I remember when we used to visit my father up, um, we live, my father live in the hills, and when the four of us would visit our father, my father lived in our one room, and the five of us would sleep, lay down on the bed, right? So four, his four children and him, and so people, they all, people could see was lack, because, you know, we live in a one-bedroom house, well, not one bedroom house, it's three bedroom house, but my father only one room. So we're all in the one room, um, board house, and to people that can be a good life. But to be honest, my fondest memory are in that one room with my siblings and we talking about our dreams, staying up to three, four o'clock, talking to our father, telling him everything that's going on in school, everything that's going on in our lives. That for me was home because that's yeah. where I felt most comfortable, more loved where I could be vulnerable yet still supported. Yes. Amen. I love that. I love to hear, you know, as I ask that question to each one of my um, interviewees, I just love to hear what their own interpretation of home is. Now, I've got some fun questions that I'm quite sure my listeners want to hear about you. Yeah, maybe what a good six or seven of them. And the first one is to name some books that you're currently reading. Ooh, books that I'm currently reading. So um, I've challenged myself to read two books per month um, for this year, right? One should be a business book and one spiritual book. Um, in January, my two books um, was The Clever Girl Finance because I'm in a lot of debt and I'm trying to learn about financial, um, okay. you know, literacy and learning about how to get out of it and stuff so clever girl finance i'm not finished it at this uh <laughs> but i'm working that that is probably going to roll over to my february um i'm also doing the 28 day prior journey by crystal um priscilla share sister i don't remember oh yeah uh, Chris Chris Evans. Evans hers. yeah yeah yes, yeah so i'm doing it to her podcast yes yeah so i'm doing her 28 day journal um prior journey yeah. um that has been a good book so far for february um the book is 31 day 
Prior for Entrepreneur by Kim Avery. So that's wow. the book. Yeah. Um, okay. 31 Day Prior Journey for Entrepreneurs by Kim Avery. And um, for my business book, I'm, I'm toying um, with um, about the book, the 28, uh, no, one day, the one one page marketing plan. So I like to learn about marketing um, because I do have a business. So between the one day marketing plan and also completing the Clever Girl Finance for February. Oh, wow. Those sound like some good books. Yeah. Yes. I'm a John Bevere fan also. So in between, I do try to, because um, I bought his new book, Multiplier. So okay. like once per week, I th- try to read at least one chapter mm-hmm. um, with Multiplier. But that pro- that is actually for my March book, The Multiplier. Okay. I love, 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 love John Bevere. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like some wonderful books. Yeah. Yeah, sound like some good stuff. So what are some of your favorite podcasts that you like to uh, listen to? Ooh, I don't want to get in trouble. Because <laughs> the truth is, I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts depending on my mood, depending on, um, you know, just what I feel like the topic should, I, what I'm going through and what the topic I've, I need to be inspired. But in terms of consistently, um, Set Apart Girl by Leslie Ludi, that's okay. my go-to for spiritual maintenance. Like, definitely, um, Leslie Ludi, I'm also a part of her mentorship program. Um, extremely powerful. Um, Courtney Saunders podcast um, that is really a good one for business but not just business she talks a lot about just personal development and growing um, and I think that as an entrepreneur my business can only grow as much as I can I grow so no matter how much business knowledge I know if personally I'm not at a good place um, that I'm not uh, yeah if I'm not at a good place emotionally spiritually then it affects how I um, I am in business so that one is good I also listen um, Patrice Washington Re- Redefine Wealth okay um, which other one is a good one I listen a lot of business so like uh, there's a publishing one that I listen to um, with Susan Freeman that, that talks about um, publishing um, marketing books and stuff and that's just for my so like at least once per month I will listen like you know because I, I need to learn things so I'm a big learner like yes. I'm a big I, I study a lot um, so some of those podcasts um, is there anyone other one that comes out those would be the ones I definitely say come to mind but there are some other ones but those definitely are the ones that I definitely come to mind very off the bat okay wow those are some sound like some good ones yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's so many out there. I'm a podcast junkie myself. I live yeah. about, I'm not even kidding, and you probably gonna fall out, but I probably got a subscription to about 50 podcasts Ooh. between Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So I'm probably listening, I might listen to maybe anywhere from 10 to 14 episodes in a week as I'm wow. doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. So for example, if I'm featured on a podcast, um, which I tend since recently I've been featured on a few podcasts, I would listen not just my episode, but I tend to at least listen at least three or four from that person 
um, podcast also. Um, yeah. You know, try to subscribe and try to leave a review. I try to leave a review also, you know, because I know a review um, makes sense. Another good one I, I always, I, I like to share is Kingdom Driven Podcast with Shea Bynes. Um, I like that one also. That's 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 a, a good one um, that I, I listen to too. Okay. Wow. And so what does your morning routine look like? No, no, cat. First, I said you asked the best questions. No, I feel like you're just showing me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a good question for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so there was there are seasons in my life that my morning routine are like, yes, good. You know, you get up, you do your prayer, you yeah. do your devotion. Um, I I listen, I listen to Rick Warren's um devotional every morning. Um, so that's a podcast too, but I guess because I see it as a devotion so every morning, I when I'm getting ready, like when I'm in the bathroom or whatever, I listen to Rick Warren um uh devotions that morning. And yeah, I write down my goals. Most days I try to write down my goals at least every day um sometimes i do it for, like the go- side here's what i do i write my goals for the year at least three times for the for the for the for the for the week so i want to keep my goals for the year in front of me and mm-hmm. then i'm um, to do my to achieve so i don't call it my to-do list my to achieve list right okay. so sometimes i write my to achieve lists like what i want to achieve tomorrow sometimes i write it in the night or sometimes i get up in the morning and write it no, to be honest, this is why I said this is not a good question. <laughs> so probably six months out of the year, I'm consistent with that. Yeah. Other time, <laughs> to be honest, I don't wake up until 10 o'clock in the morning. My first client is at 11. So when I wake up at 10, all I'm doing is rushing, rushing, rushing <laughs> to get ready for my... <laughs> and here's why. Um... I tend to be a night person. So if I have a project, I don't, like, I stay up all night um, till six o'clock in the morning. When I'm writing a book, I can't write in the day. I write, I start writing at 11 in the night and I go up to six o'clock. So one, my family is very noisy. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, so if my mom is here, yeah, she taught me out. <laughs> when I'm with my sisters, they talk me out during the day, and in between, you're dealing with clients and stuff. So my usa time is when everybody's sleeping and I'm alone. And as a result, because sometimes I go to bed so late, sometimes I don't wake up for until 10, 11 o'clock in the, in, in the after, in the day, just to deal with clients. So right. I do say it's good to pray, worship, yeah, <laughs> give thanks, all of that. But my morning routine is not as rigid as it. People, the self self help industry tell us it should be um, based on how I operate. Yeah. I totally understand that because, you know, um, I'm pretty much able to stay consistent with the morning routine. But then there are other times, like you said, depending on whether I was able to fall asleep by a certain time or not and what's going on the next morning and all of those different, you know, factors. And I might get up and I'm rushing. And so what I might <laughs> normally would get done in the morning may not get done to five o'clock in the evening. So I know exactly what you mean, you know? Yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. What are some of the songs that's on your playlist? <sighs> oh, 
So this is probably very not very always Christian all the time. So I love worship songs to be honest. Yes. Um I like I love worship songs, so you know, any hill song, um, you know, my, my, they always cuss me, say I love white people music. <laughs> um, which is not true, but you know, I, I love hill song, the song I surrender, and yeah. you know, I play that every morning, like I literally pray I surrender every day to get my mind. Um, you know, Jesus, you're beautiful. I like songs that are not feel-good songs. I like songs that bring glory to God. So yeah. um Yes, you do sing, you know, God will make a way and, you know, those songs are great and I sing them, but I tend to like songs that, you know, Jesus, you're beautiful. Um, you know, uh, those are songs that bring that, that I'm singing praises to the God. Um, very, sometimes, sometimes though, um, like on weekends or so when me and my, my family's chilling, we do listen a lot of Jamaican music. And if mm-hmm. anybody knows Jamaican music, you know, we listen to our Beris Amon. Um, oh. I do listen um, Jamaican gospel artists because that oh, allow wow. me to dance. I love to okay. dance. I love to dance. Um, so my Jamaican music mm-hmm. is not all... So I love Jamaican gospel music, but sometimes some of the music that I do listen to is not always Jamaican, I, you know? Um, yeah. dance and, you know sing and you know things like that so I love music um I don't listen a lot of music unless like worship music but like on weekends I do try to spend time with my family and we you know play dominoes or we play ludi and then we play music in between Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I love my music too. Oh my word. It just does actually prefer listening to educational things though. Like if yeah. I'm in the car, yeah. If I'm in the car, I don't listen to music. I have to listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And I do a combo of both. Listen to podcasts in the car. Sometimes I have the radio on. And then other times I'll have my playlist from YouTube going. You know, because I like to listen to like some of the old uh, Motown music from like the 70s, R&B. I love to listen to R&B, yeah. So I have a combination. (laughs) Which one do I want to do this time? And sometimes it's a hard decision to make, you know? Yes. And I said, well, maybe on the way there I'll do this and then on the way back (laughs) I'll Yeah, it's good that sometimes, yeah, sometimes I have to do that. Like, okay, when you're going, I listen to podcasts. When I come in, I'm listening to music, you know, because sometimes I get, like, if, especially if I'm in the car with, with, like, the children and stuff, and, you know, they don't want this podcast. Like, mommy, we have to listen to podcasts. Right. <laughs> you know what Yeah. That is so true. For sure. I tell you. What do you do to fill up your soul? Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, not just. Po- I mean, listening worship music helps. Mm-hmm. Um, listening worship worship music. I like to read the Bible, but sometimes I don't read the Bible as I ought to. Um, uh, sometimes I listen to it's like I try to listen to audio Bible when I'm going to bed. Um, sometimes they help me to fall asleep. So sometimes I just play the audio Bible when I'm I'm trying to fall asleep or worship music when I'm trying to fall asleep. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely think that. I think also, let me not, um, having friends that I can talk to, sometimes having conversations with my friends before, like, especially if I'm going through, like, very, um, challenging seasons and stuff mm-hmm. has been very 
great. Um, I have some amazing people in my life, and you know, just that they feed my soul too. So, amen. Yeah. Now, what is um, the last? You can think about what what might have been the last television series that you got hooked on. Girl, listen, cat. I'm a tell you, I'm a. This is why, like, like after <laughs> after schedule television time because mm-hmm. if I start watch TV, like, I get obsessed, like, <laughs> like, like the last series that I was watching was um LA Finest with Jessica Alaba and um Gabrielle Unions. I love Gabrielle Union, right? Mm-hmm. I even bought her, I bought her book for summer. Um, because I really ever read any leisure reading, I always mm-hmm. studying our you know scripture. So that was my first leisure reading in mm-hmm. years. Um uh, her new book. So I love Gabrielle Union. But when I was about to start the series, my little sister said to me, Crystal, please don't because I'm that person that when I start I spend the whole night binging on the show like I I don't want to cook I don't want to go to the bathroom <laughs> it's it's like my sister like they warned me like you're only like you can only binge like like once per month and you only get three days because if they don't like when I I love superhero show. Mm-hmm. So, like, I watch off all the Arrow, all of Supergirl, <laughs> all of Flash. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm crazy. Like, I'm a TV fanatic. Mm-hmm. And this is why I have to, like, schedule TV time. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, girl, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll even cancel cancel clients calls and tell him you know I'm sorry you know can we meet tomorrow don't like I'm ridiculous don't judge me listeners please don't judge me but you know what I say I work very hard so when I do when I do bench it's because I need a little break oh yes Yes. good for our soul too that can be good I was laughing because I was thinking of myself too so there no judgment there girl (laughs) what do you think is one thing that you want people to know about you I love Jesus I'm Crystal's mom. <laughs> I um, I love like my daughter really changed my. She's one of the main reasons why I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because I wanted to be a godly example. I didn't want to just be a mother. I wanted to be a godly example for her. Okay. Um, I I love family. I love having fun. Um, I love helping and inspiring people to go to their next level yeah um, and that's since I was a child like my friends would tell you that I'm that friend that when they used to score school like I would be like no like man can always wait let us study first yeah get good grades and then we'll go find boyfriend after like I was very very focused even as a young age right um so I love seeing people accomplish their dreams those are things that I want people to know about me one I love Jesus I love like I'm a Christian's mom I love my family I love friends but I love to see women especially go to their next level, accomplish dreams. I believe that, you know, really and truly anything is possible with God. 
when I say anything is possible with God, but you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to be consistent. You have to be willing to do it despite your feelings um, to go after that. And you don't go after it's when you find uh when you find a motivation outside of yourself. Sometimes we want to do things for ourselves. And then you see, we always tend to let down ourselves. But when you find a motivation bigger than yourself, you tend to try to push a little more. My motivation growing up was to get my siblings out of the inner city. That is what kept me motivated, giving them a chance. No, they they all migrate left me. <laughs> so I'm the only one in Jamaica now. <laughs> right? My my brothers are migrating, you know, and stuff. But it brings joy to my heart to know that I was able to show them that they did not have to settle for where they are. And I hope that people, anybody that comes across, you know, follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration, sign up for my email list. You know, I all weekly send, you know, my story, I send my business, I share. Here's why, because I really do believe that if I could help somebody to dream a little bit bigger, accomplish a little bit more, then my purpose in this life would have been fulfilled. Amen. Amen. And the last question, if money weren't an issue, what would you do to help others? And I know you're doing a whole lot, but it might, like if it's that one thing that you wish you could do. Um, again, this is a bit difficult question because there's many things that I'm passionate about. But to be honest, I think the first thing that I would do um, is to go inner city communities and provide. So while I would want to provide some money for young girls, um, give them scholarship for schools and stuff, I think I'd want more to launch different mentorship programs um, in different inner city community where girl, if they can change their mindset, then I don't need to give them money. They would be able to go after their own dreams, accomplish their own money. Um, so yes, I'll be able to financially help them with, you know, go to colleges and stuff. But if I could go into different inner city communities and um, provide mentorship where the girls' mindset will change from seeing what is around them um, as, you know, their reality, but instead know that there's a royal reality for them to live through Jesus Christ. That is what I would spend my time to do. Amen. And my money to do. Yes, amen. Wow. And not just in Jamaica, I mean, um, yeah, communities, poverty, any poverty, violence-stricken community anywhere in the world. Wow. Yes, amen. Crystal, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show today and just talking to you, you know, uh, this is our first time talking to each other face to face and I feel like I've known you for a long time you have just that spirit about you thank you yes you are very welcome yep. thank you so much for your time this has been truly listen, listen Kat you I tell you your questions have really it has really I don't know needed the questions that you asked me to remind me why I have been doing what I've been doing. Um, really? You know, every time I, I'm about to launch something, um, 
the enemy attacks me a lot. Um, and sometimes you recognize it and sometimes you just, you just still allow your feelings to, to, to lead. And, um, you know, I've just been feeling like the enemy has been attacking my mind and like, you know, why are you really doing what you're doing? Is, 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 is your, you know, you're, are you even impacting anybody? You know, just I, like sometimes the enemy comes at me and I've been just kind of praying and speaking against it. But your questions reminded me why I do what I do. Really and truly, this is not about Crystal. This is about Jesus. Um, Jesus shining through me and, you know, just the life that he has entrusted me to, to be a blessing to and the gifts that he has said I should store hard for his glory and you through your questions have reminded me about this so I want to say thank you oh you're very welcome very very welcome God is good isn't he he is when yes. you think that you're inviting me to be a blessing your questions are your listeners somebody that's listening right now you are an inspiration to me because you would have taken the time to listen to this podcast so thank you Amen. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to episode 92, an interview with Crystal Day, part two. If Healing Our Brokenness podcast is making a difference in your life, I ask that you would give a shout out on social media to tag a friend and let them know that they can subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Castos.com, ValleyofGrace.blog, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And I also want to give a shout out to Timothy Horton for bringing our intro and outro music every week. The name of the song is Valley of Grace. And that can also be found on Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next time.